Hi, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. This is John Bishop with John Bishop Fine Art, and this is Conversations with Freelance Creatives. I'm glad you came back. I'm actually a a week late with this one, and I do apologize. Uh, You may or may not have heard that Houston was uh, hit with a terrible, terrible cold spell. Uh, that, that Arctic wind that came down through much of the country really creamed us. Uh, at my house, it got down to four degrees, which simply never happens in southern Texas. So obviously everything was destroyed. People's, uh, I had no water for about five days. Luckily, I didn't have any pipes break because I, I drained my pipes. But I couldn't get the water to come back on uh, because of the freeze. A lot of people did have severe damage to their homes. We lost power intermittently. And of course, when we did have power, we then didn't have internet. So I think one of the cruelest things was not, you know, the loss of property and the, the fact that we couldn't go to the grocery store and we were cooped up in the house, but we were done all that without Netflix, which was just truly cruel. So it's, it's times like that that make me kind of just tired, makes, makes me give up a little bit on, on the things that I find important, that all the plans that I had. I mean, I just lost a week of my life, basically. And um, <clears throat> I feel less motivated, right? Uh, and so what I wanted to talk about today is, you know, how do you find your motivation how do you keep yourself uh, productive? How do, you, how do you continue to be a self-starter when you work in an environment where mostly you're alone? I think most of us in our creative careers spend a good portion of our time creating by ourselves. There's no one else there. So if we're not feeling motivated, if we're not feeling inspired, you know, we need to find that person who's going to cheer us up, who's going to, to bring us back on, on to, uh, to our plans. And there's just no one there. It's just us. So we have to depend upon ourselves to do those sorts of things. Now, the last thing you want to do when you're not motivated is to self-motivate. But there are tricks, right? There are tricks. If you haven't learned them, you should. And, and they're not that hard to figure out. There are any number of ways that we get inspired, particularly in our creative fields. The, the thing is, at the core of our creative businesses, we love what we do. This is our passion, right? Who would, who would do all of this if it wasn't our passion? And so when, you, when you're not feeling so inspired, look back to the fact that you're doing exactly what you want to do, something that you love. If you don't, if you're not following your bliss, if you're not, if you're not passionate about the kind of work you're doing, why in the world would you do this? It's a, it's a, it's a very strange way to spend your day. It's not generally the way to make the most money in the world. And you're doing it largely alone. So when, you're, when you do realize that this is your passion, 
that begins to revive that motivation, right? Because it is important. It's important enough to do. Now, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight because I don't look good, I don't feel good, and my health is starting to, to show the effects of it. I have diabetes. Now, at some point, hopefully before I die, I will have enough motivation to lose the weight I need to lose. And I think I'm almost there. I'm, I'm finding lots and lots of reasons to want to lose the weight. First of all, I don't like not feeling well. I am now putting myself forward on this platform, doing a podcast, but also doing a video podcast, doing a vlog. I'm putting my face more and more out there to support and to uh, market our business. And uh, I don't like the way I look. And that is motivational, right? I don't know where that pain point will be, but at some point very soon, I'm going to say, you know what? I would, I am motivated enough to, to make those changes in my life. Because what we want to do is we don't want to just make surface level changes. We want to be able to effectuate changes that are significant and transformative to our lives. We want to change habits. And that doesn't mean that things will always go well. If I'm looking at my business and right now I'm less motivated because I'm kind of behind and I took a week off and, and, and all of that, the thing that will get me motivated back to running this business as I know I should is probably not a, a fear of getting in trouble. I don't have a boss. So there's not a big negative there. Um, I will need to keep good records and report to my, to my accountant. But, you know, I could miss a week there, and that's not going to hurt me greatly. I can catch that up. So the thing that's really going to motivate me is the fact that I love painting. I love making the art. And that, that process of making the art necessitates that I have a thriving business to promote and sell that art. So I believe that will be the thing that motivates me the most. What I realized was when I was home last week, I didn't paint at all. I considered it. I said, oh, this is a great time. I've got all this free time. When the lights were on, why am I not painting? Well, because I couldn't wash my brushes. I would have had to have gone out and melted snow. So I didn't do much work last week, and the motivation fell. Now, the way for me to really start to motivate myself again is going to be to really get in there and start painting. So I bought uh, a bunch of canvas today. I had a few uh, already stretched, but I bought some rolled canvas. And I'm going to put up and start that big series I've been working on with uh, Proyecto de Residencia uh, in Mexico, my residency program. And I'm really going to dive into those paintings starting when I'm finished with this podcast. So my motivation will come from the work. 
I have to be the one to self-initiate those kinds of changes because there's no one else here to do it for me. Now, there's some tricks. If you're not comfortable with, with doing the kinds of self-motivation needed to get you back to where you need to be, there are some tricks out there, and, and, and you should look on the internet. There are scores of great systems and techniques to help you motivate yourself. I mean, you could listen to motivational speakers, but there are also some systems that have been kind of scientifically proven, or at least uh, for many people have, have proven effective. One that I, I found when I was looking around was the Pomodoro method, and it's a way of of creating timed work periods interrupted by frequent breaks. And you literally use a timer and you get up and take a break when it says to take a break. It may seem a little hokey. Uh, I thought it seemed a little contrived to, my, to me, but a lot of people swear by it. But that's just one. There's so many ways you can find ideas to help you get back to, to the motivation you need to do the business that you need to do. Um, and as I mentioned, it's not always going to be fun. I mean, there's nothing that says that because I love the lifestyle of a painter and the act of painting, that doesn't mean that I'm going to be really excited about doing my sales tax reports um, there are a lot of kind of soul-sucking things that are going to go into this business. But they are imperative. They are essential for me to have a, a working business. So I'm not saying that it's always going to be thrilling. But if I keep my vision not on those tasks, not on feeling sorry for myself, but on the fact that I absolutely love the job that I've created for myself, that gives me more motivation. Now, there's a difference between being motivated and being active. It's one thing to have that kind of inspiration and be on fire, but if you can't actualize that, if you can't become a self-starter, then it's all going to fall apart. Um, I said in the vlog, there's a, a comedian, Judy Tenuta, who said a joke in one of her, her acts that I just, I just always have loved. And she's speaking with her mother, and she said that her mother came to her and said, Judy, you'll never amount to anything because you always procrastinate. And Judy said, just wait. I just think that's hilarious. The idea that we can procrastinate, we can put off actualizing all of this great potential, all of this great motivation that we have. Those are two different things. And you may need to create strategies to become that self-starter if you're not. Now, there are some people who these type A personalities who don't understand the fact that we're not all self-starters and that we do procrastinate and that we do get down. They may not understand that at all, but I think a lot of us do understand how that feels. And we need to be able to find ways to combat that. 
And one of the ways that, that I think I'm very fortunate is that we have these studios in Houston in a big complex called Sawyer Yards. And it's six different buildings. There's about 400 artists in my building alone, Silver Street Studios. We have about six, 50, 60 artists who, who have studios there. And so very often, I am surrounded by other creative people who are doing amazing creative things in their studios. And we will have opportunities to exhibit as group shows. And we've had one now uh, for about a month. Uh, or two, and, and we're going to change over it next month into another. And so I'm surrounded by other people who are artists and who are doing exciting, creative things. And there, to me, is nothing more inspiring than being around other creative people. A saying that I've, I've used many times is, whenever you get creative people together, wonderful things start to happen. And you can look back in history and see these great artistic movements. And there was always this core of people who were hanging out together and they were making a difference in the art world. Um, that's true of artists, uh, writers, and of musicians, and, and anyone who's creative, even politicians, because they have this shared vision and they work off of each other. They give energy to each other. Now, you may not be in a situation where you have access to 60 other artists. And uh, if, if that's true, that doesn't mean you're alone. You are surrounded by a community of people. Go out and look in your community. Where are the artists hanging out? If they're not, uh, if you don't have a thriving art community, are there meetup groups? Are there are there museums that are having exhibitions and shows and, and support groups? And if you don't have any kind of creativity, universities are also great for that, uh, for having those kinds of groups. But if you live in a place where none of that is true, start your own. There's no excuse for you feeling like you're alone in this digital age when, there's pe when there are people creative people all around. Tune into those folks, and that can give you a lot of motivation as well. I think it's really important, too, that we give ourselves a break. If this is something that's, that you struggle with, if this is something that you don't have a lot of great strategies, you don't want to necessarily jump into the deep end of the pool. As I say, there may be people who don't even know what we're talking about because they're totally self-motivated. But we need to probably take small steps toward becoming more and more self-motivated over time. The last thing I would want you to do is to jump into some sort of program or some sort of a system that is so oppressive uh, and, and so constrictive with you and your time that you end up resenting it and, and that actually could kill some of the passion you have for your, for your creative expression. That would be a shame and, and quite frankly, unnecessary. Take baby steps. Figure out where you want to be. Take small steps to get there, but get there in your own time.
and give yourself lots of breaks along the way. I think another thing we need to always remind ourselves is just how easily we can be bought. And by that I mean we can devise systems where we reward ourselves for doing good things. There's some neuro-linguistic training that goes on. They call it whatever you want. But don't ever underestimate the idea that if you give yourself little rewards, little treats for meeting productivity goals, that can go a long way. I remember when I was smoking. I quit smoking, and that was really hard for me. And I had a... I was using a system that was kind of neuro-linguistic programming. And at the end of each milestone, I gave myself a treat. And that might be that if I stayed my first week, I went out to a nice dinner. Uh, after a month without a cigarette, I went out and you know, bought something with the money I would have spent on cigarettes, which is quite a lot of money. And after a year of going without a cigarette, I took a trip to Acapulco. I could have afforded a trip to Acapulco anyway, but I was doing it as a rewarding myself for doing something that I wanted to do. And those steps helped me to achieve that goal. Bribe yourself. If you're saying, you know, I need to complete this set of drawings by Friday, finish them by Friday, and have margaritas. Whatever you need to do to treat yourself and reward yourself for that productivity, that can be very inspirational as well and help you in your your quest to always self-motivate. But whatever your systems... And there will be different ones for you that there will be for me. But find your own. Write them down. You know, there are always going to be a song that inspires you, uh, a movie that makes you want to run out and paint or to run out and play your musical instrument. There are those kinds of, those kinds of prompts that you know are out there. Make a list of those things. And when you do feel that you're in a bit of a slump, or if you're afraid a slump may be on its way, go and watch that movie. Go and listen to that song. I remember when I used to be young and pretty, when I was going out for the going out on the town, we would always get ready. Uh, usually, in, in two or three friends at a time, we'd get together. We'd get all gussied up to go out on the town, and. We would play uh, the Evita songs, uh, hair, eyes, dress, makeup. uh, And we would play these kinds of songs that encouraged us to get ready for a lovely night out on the town. And it worked. It worked. Uh, Because at 4.30 in the afternoon, you don't want to do a lot of ironing, but that's what we had to do to get ready. So there are lots of ways you can motivate yourself. And I think that you can not only motivate yourself, but if you have a group of friends, 
you can help motivate them as well. The better you know them, the more you can help them. I have a bit of an advantage because my spouse and I work in a business together and if Bogdan is kind of off and feeling down, I can kind of help him out and he does the same for me. But a lot of us are totally on our own and we have to figure out how to motivate ourselves. So find those things, find the systems, go online and look for strategies. They're all out there. Keep a list, make a to-do list, take those, those things off your to-do list. When you finish, give yourself a treat and move on to the next. There's just so many ways to get over these kinds of humps. I think it's our responsibility as creative business people to take the reins and do that for ourselves. I know it sounds easy and it's not that easy, but I know you can do it. Uh, next week, we're gonna be talking about how to know ourselves better, how to be more self-reflective. And so hopefully we'll take all of this kind of knowledge that we've been, and all these kinds of discussions we've been having around good goals and good planning and how we can become better suited to an entrepreneurial creative career and what we need to do to stay motivated and on top of that and how in order to make all of those things happen, we really need to know ourselves. And so that's what we're going to be talking about next week. So have a lovely week. I will see you then. Keep creative, and I'll see you next time. Thanks now. Bye.